Welcome to Movie-ish, episode 4, part 2. In this, in this part, we'll be discussing the previous two episodes of What If and Star Wars Visions. If you want to hear the news from the last two weeks, check out part 1. And if you want to hear our review of Midnight Mass, check out part 3. We're going to start things off with our reviews of the last two episodes of What If. So the first one, Party Thor. It's not called Party Thor. That's what they're calling him. I've seen him called that in multiple like things. It's just... Yeah, but the episode, yeah, he's Party Thor, but the episode is called What If Thor Was an Only Child? Which, honestly, I'm not really a fan of them calling it that, because I just feel like the way yeah. the episode goes does not really pay off that like idea. I also think it kind of takes away from Thor as a character. Like, I get that Loki is a huge part of his life. But yeah, it, it, the entire episode basically seems to imply that if Loki wasn't, like, Thor's brother, Thor would be just this immature piece of shit. <laughs> right. Like, it, it. I feel like it just takes a lot away from Thor and his parents' ability to raise him, to be humble. And I don't know. It didn't work for me. Oh, like, yeah. a I lot mean, of this episode did uh, not I'm work just gonna, for me. I'm going to go out and say it. This is my least favorite. Okay, good. Yeah, me too. I did not like this at all. I, there, I didn't like it at all. There's, like, bits, like, little things I like, like, uh, uh, Jotun Loki, like, Frost Giant Loki. I liked that. I, that was cool, but I didn't like the way he acted. That, I don't think that's how he would have acted if he had been raised in... <laughs> Probably like, It's not. so weird... <laughs> It's so weird to assume that if this timeline happened, they would just become, like, these douchebags. These br- frat bro, these frat like, partiers. Yeah. Yeah. I, mean, I, yeah. Um, I mean, yeah. There, Did not like this one. There was a lot of weirdness to it. I do think it's funny that somehow through animation, Natalie Portman and Chris Hemsworth have better chemistry than they do in person. <laughs> oh, yeah. I, I will agree with that. It's so funny. Um... But yeah, I mean, there's like, it's there's jokes in this that are funny, although I I really I agree with that. I really hated when Captain Marvel showed up and Thor got everyone to call her a party pooper. I was like, oh, did we just not? Did we just come up with? Did we just land on the first joke? Like, it'd have been fine if only he said that. It's like cool. Thor is immature, but him getting every single person around to change. Yeah. It just didn't, it did not work for me at all. Yeah, and I mean. Seeing Thor act like this, I don't know. It it just didn't, I'm trying to think. Yeah, a lot of the Captain Marvel stuff didn't hit either. Well, yeah, I mean. Like her. It felt like. The whole thing was so off and forced, in my opinion. Yeah, it was just really weird. And then it was like. Wasn't there, like, a weird plot that, like, oh, they're going to destroy the planet if they keep partying? Yeah, like, apparently he destroyed a planet partying, which seems like a weird, like, Rick and Morty ripoff. I'm not even a huge fan of Rick and Morty, but, like, we've seen similar things in Rick and Morty, and, like... But done so much better. It's so strange. Yeah, and done better. Um, And then, like, they're just going to nuke... Wasn't that it? They were gonna nuke Thor. I think, yeah. But do we even? Do we don't even know if that would have killed Thor. Yeah, we have no idea what would have happened. But what happened to Samuel L. Jackson in this episode? I can't remember. I think Korg just trucked him, and he was like in a coma. Oh, that's right. That was kind of funny. That actually did make me laugh. That came out of nowhere. I wasn't expecting it. Yeah, because they're like, oh, why are you here? And it's like, well, and then it just cuts. It does like that like quick cut, and it's just... That was like a hard cut. Yeah, that was pretty funny. But overall, didn't like the episode. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I don't have very much to say. There's not a lot to pick apart. It's just Thor being a D-bag. The biggest thing to pick apart would just lead us into the next episode of What If. It's like, oh, him and Jane get to be together, and then... Dom, dom, dom. Right. So... I'm going to give it my... I gave it 1.5 stars out of 5. I don't even honestly know what I would give this one. I am i didn't like it. <laughs> just didn't like it. Gut reaction. What are you giving it? How many stars? I don't know. Maybe like a 3. 
three and a half. I like the voice acting. Oh wait, are we doing it out of five? Shit, we're doing it out of five. My bad. I do it out of five every. Okay, yeah, so but I mean, like, if you want to do it. So out of 10. if it's out of five, like a one and a so half. It's like one point five. Yeah. yeah five. Okay. Cool. So we agree. That's I I dig it. Not a good. My least favorite episode of the whole thing. It, this by is a, the by least a large margin. <laughs> oh, absolutely. But every episode before this, I can see it. Oh, this change can easily lead to this situation. This one, it's just I didn't like, buy this it's one It's just at all. like, so Thor grows up an only child, and no, I just, I don't get it. I don't, I, I don't. D- it doesn't work for me. And just, there's so much more they could have done with that, like, concept, with that, that, that idea. Oh, I agree completely. Also, like, I don't know, they could have focused on Loki more, too. If they had taken it seriously rather than played it for, like, a gag almost, I think there's a lot of genuine character moments you could find without these two balancing each other out as children. I just did not like how they handled this Yeah, I just remember watching it, and I was like, oh, this is where they're going? Oh. Yeah. Yeah, 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 I agree. I I was in the exact same... I was like, uh... Also, like, the whole thing where he's, like, scared of his mom, it, like... It makes it seem like Thor is younger. Like, because if we're, if we're to take this on its nose in the timeline, this would mean it's taking place, it's still taking place at the same time as like Thor, right? Or is it right, taking right, place right, later? Right. Um, no, it's, oh, geez. I don't know. Be, well, anyway, it doesn't matter because. Are, it, it, well, no, it would still be taking place during. Like, at least Thor one or two, and that's what right? I'm saying. Like, it, this means that for some reason, I guess Odin is not thinking about giving up the throne and just like letting Thor secede him or succeed him. Um, I don't know. There's just a lot of other beats that it's not aren't truly covered, and it's fine. They've done that in other episodes where it's like, oh, there's some stuff, but it's still because it feels like you can earn this change. Whereas the route they took, it's just like. There are so many other changes that don't seem to just come from this. I don't know. It just didn't yeah, work for me. I, it didn't work for me either. It ends on a cool note by connecting it to the next episode, which I immediately I, – I had an idea of what would happen in the next episode as soon as the title was released uh, based off of the end of Thor, If Thor Was an Only Child. So the next episode is What If Ultron Won, which is such a great – uh, idea. Yeah. Um, I loved this episode. This episode was so cool and so groundbreaking and shows how this show might influence the greater MCU or at least the storyline that we will see in the films. I don't know if they're going to go that route. I don't know either um, yet. But it could be something that you see, uh, I don't know, down the line. Or maybe referenced in, like, Doctor Strange. Yeah, or, that's what I'm thinking. Uh, entity like that. Um, only issue I have is w- when Thanos pops up and Ultron kills him, why, why did Vision just do that? So, I, I've heard people say this, and my theories on it are, this is... Because they hid Vision in the movie. They hid Vision. Vision's hurt all of Infinity War. Like, he's oh, weak. that's He's right. weak. And also, right. you have to take into account Vision is a different being than Ultron. He has almost like more of a conscience than Ultron. Oh, I agree with that. But power level, they're the same. At right? that moment, like, yeah. Except for the fact, and this is what I forgot, Vision is really injured uh, in Infinity War. Yeah. So that's why he's being hidden away. Um, that makes sense. That that was one bone. Can you imagine? Can you that imagine that they sense. did that in Infinity War though? And he's just like zoom, problem. People over. would lose their mind. People hate the fact that Endgame starts with them killing Thanos. Like people have serious issue with that. Even though it's and established so like, that oh, Thanos is really fucked up. Oh yeah, and also like his story is concluded. He had the perfect story in Infinity War, right? Oh, so I mean, it's like this is just gonna tangent in a way into like. The current culture of fan expectations, not understanding. But yeah, let's get back to (laughs) let's get back to Ultron. So he gets all the gems, Infinity Stones. Uh, 
Uh, easily one of my favorite things from this episode was when Vision, excuse me, Ultron Vision, what 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 are people calling him? Supreme Ultron? Ult- yeah, uh, yeah. Or whatever people are calling him. Becomes conscious of the Watcher's narration. I thought that was really well done and really cool. Um, I don't understand how he didn't just kill Black Widow after that point. How is he not conscious of her? I think he's... In my mind, I would interpret him not noticing Black Widow is like us not noticing an ant like a mile, two miles away. He's so above it. I guess that's a good point. But he's got the soul stone. I mean, yeah. He's got all the stones, so I feel like he should be able to... But he's still not infallible. He's focused on this greater goal that's now. True. Um, but going back, um, when Hawkeye sacrifices himself, and it's like that big shot of him coming down the oh, shaft, yeah. that into the Ultron bots, that's that's a gorgeous shot. It's my favorite shot so far that I've seen. Yeah, that shot is pretty amazing. Um, but yeah, so another thing to note, so like obviously Ultron, he goes through, he um, he becomes conscious of the Watcher and this existence of this multiverse. And it's more interesting because like, is the Watcher in his own universe, or is he in this weird fold in between? I don't know. I I think he is in this fold. I I liken it to the Tesseract and Interstellar. That's what it made me feel like. Okay, yeah. Where he can kind of float through this empty space. Um. Yeah, I had somebody. I saw something about somebody getting upset about Ultron being able to use the gym, the stones in that space and how at the TVA the stones were powerless but somehow in the Watcher's universe or pocket dimension or whatever, the stones still have that power, which I think is interesting I think it can easily be explained by like the TVA being incredibly powerful. I thought there was a line though about the TVA like neutralizing certain powers within their facility. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like, they can hand wave it. So that doesn't bother me at all. Because in that pocket dimension, we get one of the most badass fights where they are busting through reality after reality, fighting each other. And you get to see the Watcher uh, do some pretty cool stuff. The Watcher's also ripped. Oh, yeah, dude. That was like when Uncle Iroh took off his robe after he was in prison. The amount of times I've brought up Avatar on this podcast, I don't know if I've edited most of them out, but I've brought it up almost every episode. It was just so funny. I was like, oh, oh, damn. He'd be, he be hitting the gym, boy. I was like, oh. But yeah, and so that's like when you get, and I know we've talked about this like off off of here, like you, they go through so all these different worlds and realities, so you get one where they end up in, I think this at the end, they end up in like a, own america where steve rogers is now president there's some other ones but oh that was so cool i forgot about that yeah but you see mustafar you do see mustafar and it was pointed out by somebody else that you see an x-wing in the collector's collection way back in what episode is that episode two was episode three yeah that was the um if t'challa became star lord or yeah. Whatever the name of that episode was. Yeah, it's episode two. Yeah. Which is cool. I like the Star Wars crossovers. I don't think we will ever get a full-on crossover. I just don't see it. Why? <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, I wouldn't want it. It's too much. I don't think I'd want it either. Yeah. Um, but it is cool to get little Easter eggs like that. Because that I they could easily say, like, that's not Mustafar. That's not Next Wing. That's some Marvel planet and some marvel ship that just happens to look like one or it can just be an easter egg and we don't have to yeah dive too deep into it yeah i mean so but it ends so we can kind of move forward though like i guess um it basically ends it's it's interesting because it's like neither of the fighters is definitely obviously stronger than the other they're pretty evenly matched i would say until Ultron finally seems to be getting the old upper hand, and then the Watcher, like, 
runs and he goes and hides and you see like ultron still being like i'm gonna find you like whispering and it's like ultron's all around the watcher in his mind and then you get the reveal that the watcher ran and hid in that tiny little pocket that supreme doctor strange like is left in like what's left of his reality and he yeah, goes and is was... basically asking that strange for help right i we mentioned this i don't know where i saw it but there was like clips maybe it was some sort some trailer that was released uh-huh. where you see like a bunch of different people coming together and fighting between from different episodes i think this next episode is going to be like some sort of connective oh no i think it's going to be the watcher going to like these realities from these different episodes leading up to it pulling people out to take on ultron which is so exciting yeah and this is really interesting because i saw someone make a point of how it's really cool that what if decided to use ultron as like Maybe not their final big bad for season one. Maybe he'll be more overarching. We don't even know to what extent they might beat him next episode because they've confirmed season two is happening. But it is interesting that they are giving this to Ultron because some people, and I kind of me, because think that Ultron was not well utilized for the scale and for how big of a villain he is. And it's kind of, it's mildly disappointing that they couldn't get James Bader back to voice him in the show, but I understand yeah, I didn't realize it when I saw Age of Ultron, but after reading the comics, it is definitely, he is watered down oh, he's and not utilized to its full potential. So it's amazing. And I hope they don't beat him next episode. I want this to be an overarching thing. And it would be really cool to see some sort of hiccup or ripple in the greater MCU from this show yeah will it happen i don't know but it would be really really cool to see something like that but um at the time of this recording we actually know what the title of the season finale is it is what if the watcher broke his oath so obviously that leads us to believe that he is going to do what we're theorizing that he's going to go through and intervene because he's trying to intervene a into the ultron timeline but that in doing so he's going to be intervening in all these other realities all these other timelines so what if maybe they do beat Ultron to some extent, but then there's the ripples of him doing that, of him intervening? Like, what if that co- Which could affect, like, Spider-Man. Yeah. Like, that could be an issue with why the spell went wrong. I don't know. It's all connected, and I love that this animated series, unlike Visions, which we'll get into right after this, um is canon and super impactful towards the rest of the series. Very different show than Visions, which I completely understand, and we get into that. But, like, I really like that. It's not just, oh, an animated show, like, you don't have to watch it. It won't really affect anything. You know, this kind of adds a lot of depth to these stories. So Yeah, and it's just going to be interesting to it. see to what degree they are willing to let this show, like, actually impact everything. Or whether it's going to be one of those right, things right. that, like, if you have seen this and then you go and watch, say, like, Spider-Man No Way Home, um, Doctor Strange and all of that, and you um, you can just pick up on things. It's like, oh, that's what that is. And it's like a little Easter egg, maybe. Right. Like, you get, like maybe there's a cameo in Doctor Strange and it's like Peggy Carter, like but it's, it's real life Peggy Carter, but she's Captain Carter. So there's something there. And you're just like, oh, it's her. And it's like a cameo. Yeah, I would love stuff like that. Um, I was just going to point out some Easter eggs. So, obviously, I thought it was really cool that Hawkeye, for some reason, has a metal arm. <laughs> yeah, I wish there was some explanation, but I'm kind of happy they didn't explain it. But also, badass. they did Hawkeye so cool in this episode. Like, he was a damn badass. Oh, absolutely. Like, he was great. Um, But it's just, there's a couple cool things. Like, they go to siberia they go to the like the the climate the location of the climax of civil war right 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 right. and so it's just cool that they go there um you also when she's looking when they're looking for stuff 
I think, I don't know where she gets it. I think it's in some area when they're trying to find where Zola is, like they can find Zola. She has the red guardian shield because they're in Russia. Oh, I don't know if I noticed that. Yeah, it's the red guardian shield. It's not a Captain America shield. That is awesome. Yep. Um, I'm trying to think. I think those are the bigger Easter eggs. Oh, when they're having their fight and Ultron makes himself go super huge and he eats a planet, that's 100% an Easter egg to Galactus. Like, that's literally like a oh, shot absolutely. of what Galactus looks like in comics. That's all I got for What If. I'm very excited for the last episode, which we're recording this comes out tomorrow. We're behind. I get it. Give us a break. Literally no one's saying anything. <laughs> um, exciting. Oh, what do you rate this episode? Um, I don't know. Probably a 4.5. That's what I put. So it's still like tied for like, what does that make it? Second favorite probably? Cause I, still I think, think it's your second favorite. I think it's tied for my favorite. Yeah, I still think the Doctor Strange episode holistically is a better episode. But mm-hmm. I think I prefer the Doctor Strange, but I think they're about the same level of quality okay. for me. Yeah, that's fair. Fair enough. All right, but that's all I got for this. Um. So finally, we are going to move on to Star Wars Visions. Um. So all nine episodes of these dropped last week. And, you know, they're shorts, actually. And I didn't realize that until it came out that they were, like, legitimate shorts. I thought they were going to be, like, anywhere from half an hour to, like, an hour. Not, like, the longest being, what, 20 minutes. Um, yeah, which I was very happy with. It made it a lot easier to get through them. God, don't make it sound like a chore, Parker. It really was a chore for some of these. And I, I'm just going to go off the bat and say why. So, I love the Star Wars universe. I've watched almost everything that's canon since Disney bought it. Uh, I haven't finished Bad Batch. And I've read a bunch of the comics. So, like, I'm pretty... And I've read, listened to one of the audiobooks. So, I'm somewhat familiar with the Star Wars universe. Um, so, it's kind of weird to watch these shorts that are just very much so outside of canon some of them some of them feel like pure star wars and are amazing and beautiful um and we'll get into that when we kind of go through the episodes but there were definitely times where i was like man this doesn't even feel like star wars like why not just give these amazing uh artists and writers like wiggle room within canon to work like just have it be set way after or way before or even like you can have them be set at various times and just have somebody check to make sure it works within canon like create create creatively let me try that again i hit my mic creatively it might not be as fulfilling but like i feel it would be easier for at least me, but I assume there's other fans who feel the same way to sort of connect with this material. That's my biggest issue with the show. So I kind of disagree on that. I mean, there's some of these episodes that I just didn't like because I didn't understand or get the point. But I still liked seeing a lot of these, even if you maybe said they don't feel like they're truly like they could fit in what we like accept and what is star wars now you can still see in a lot of these like the heart and like a lot of the thematic nature and what are the core values of star wars and i think what this was is essentially they weren't given like any directive they were just like hey make these just make something in the star wars universe make something using star wars so it wasn't like they were like told to do something I mean, with that being said, I still didn't yeah, like some of them. Like, I there's still there was two episodes for sure that I just think I totally don't understand what they were going for or why. But there's a lot of these that I feel like truly hit a lot of what makes Star Wars Star Wars. Yeah, I and I just wish they were within canon. Like that's my that's my thing is like. These things just exist out there. So this is what it felt like for me watching these, like, back-to-back. Um, 
I had a lot of good friends in college who were visual effects majors and were into making films and I would go to their like presentations where it'd just be like student project after student project and this felt just like that where some of them I was like wow that was fantastic like that was really good and then others I'd be like that was one of the worst things I've ever seen in my entire life and then I fell asleep in one of them I can't wait hold up yeah I fell asleep during one of them and so it's just like I don't know. I did not really vibe with this. And I'm a big Star Wars fan. And I understand the cultural relevance to some of the inspiration, a decent amount of the inspiration for the Star Wars universe and how that connects connects to this type of uh, content. Like, I, I, I fully understand that. This, ju- this didn't vibe with me. I mean, yeah, and I respect that. Um... I don't know. I think just that whole is it canon, is it not, doesn't really – that isn't, like, an overhanging thing for me. Like, I'm still just viewing as, like, hey, this is something – it's just got Star Wars on it. Like, canon is, in my mind, this official term, but it doesn't derive away from enjoyment. Like, I don't know. That's just how I view it. Let's just go down the line. All right. Start off. All right. Number one is my favorite. I think this is the, the, and so, like, I'm going to, like, eat some of my words. I don't think this is, like, the most Star Wars feeling of them all, but this is, this is kind of exactly what I was expecting from the show. Like, kind of, like, I don't know. Like, I, I loved this episode. I thought the animation style was beautiful. Um, I, I think this really grabbed... I think what probably inspired Lucas, like, uh, and it was cool to see a Sith that wasn't, like, evil. Well, you know what I mean? That wasn't just this, like... Well, I don't even know if he was necessarily a Sith, either, you know? I guess. I mean, like, I don't know. Why does he have a red lightsaber if he's not a bad guy? Well, he's not a Sith. Like, Kylo Ren... Or if he's not a... Kylo Ren's not a Sith. Uh, okay, yeah. I, he's He's definitely, like... Yeah, I know what you mean, though. Uh, yeah. he He's got to be at least a little bit bad, unless he just completely jacked somebody else's kyber crystal. He would have had to use uh, dark... Oh, none of this is canon. So it's like, he could be anything. It could just be a completely stylistic thing, right? Like, they don't have to... That's one of the issues I have with this. Amazing episode. So badass when he opens this thing and there's a bunch of red kyber crystals. Me trying to talk about it is one of the reasons why it's kind of hard. One of the reasons I don't like this as much because I can't be like, oh, like he's got to be see, a bad guy because he has to, you know what see, I mean? Like I, that doesn't jive. See, with that's that. why, like, I think I just accepted that it's like there's no connective tissue. It's just this one slice, and so I was very much looking for the like heart of it, the 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 message, the theme. And that's where I would connect on right. each of them. And that's just, that's all I took out of it. It's just, do I like the story? Do I like the art style? And does I, do I think it actually hits on something that is Star Wars? That is that core message. And that's why, yeah, like, and, and that's what the duel does. It is this wandering, he's called a Ronin. He is called a Ronin in this, and it's, uh, he just protects these people. And so there is a certain message in that. And I mean, this is, this is one of the shorter ones. I think this one was 12 minutes. But the action was great, and I think this had the most unique animation style out of all of them. Right. Which I really, really respected and liked a lot. Yeah, and but all in all, I really like this one. Um, moving on to the next one, uh, this one, episode two, Tatooine. Oh, wait, what would you rate the first one? I think I gave it a 9 out of 10. Oh, okay, word. Yeah, I gave it a 4 out of 5. Oh, I so rated these out of 10 for whatever reason. I don't know why. I mean... As long as you didn't do any funky decimals, we can still convert that mess to an out of five. Yeah, no, I didn't do any decimals. Um, on to, but yeah, so on to episode two, Tatooine Rhapsody. Uh, Trash. I don't... It was so, it was just not good, dude. I just don't understand the point, and I think, I think there is just a certain, and this is gonna, once again, just kind of show... This is going to show our, um, 
just kind of like how little we have of the knowledge we have and background we have in anime i just get a sense that there is like this is like like a certain sub genre of anime is whatever this was and it just doesn't connect with me and it's still like the art style is it's still well animated i don't think it fits well using oh, yeah. established star wars characters i think boba fett looked goofy as shit in this um right but like that's kind of this but yeah art it style just didn't work goofy. for me um i really don't have much more to say so that's funny i really actually kind of liked boba fett because he was voiced by the dude yeah he was, he was voiced, voiced by the, by the dude the... did you know the main guy in this I episode that. was joseph gordon levitt <laughs> no i did not know that and i don't even know how to react to that the animation style was the least like if they had done like a cool story i would have been down but it was weird I didn't want to watch this, like, fake band play music. It would have been like if we had a Harry Potter short about the band in Goblet of Fire. Dude, okay. Like, I don't okay. care. I actually would love to watch that. That's the Weird Sisters, so um, speak for yourself. <laughs> um, so what would you rate this one out of whatever? I literally gave it a 1 out of 5. Oh, I mean, I gave it a 5 out of 10. Like, it's still, like, not – I don't know. You gave it a 2.5? Okay, do you want me to drop it? Whoa! That's the... I mean, you can do whatever you that, want. That I'm is not going to peer pressure That is the lowest one. That's my lowest rating, though. Uh, yeah, that's my lowest rating. Well, yeah, you gave it a one. Obviously. You gave it a one. Blah, yeah. blah, blah, blah. It's because I... We... <laughs> I've explained how I feel about this. Yes, you have, but... Because it's not... Yes. Like, it's not really... It, it's like... It's just using Star Wars visuals. But no, so yeah, that's it's like saying that's, like a bunch of fairy tales are Star Wars because they have similar themes to this because it's just a fairy tale. See, I don't like. I, I just I don't I don't think. Oh, let's just go to three. I can't keep rehashing this. It made me so weirded out. It's weird because I like the art, and in some of these episodes, feel like pure Star okay, Wars. Let's move on to an episode that maybe. Okay, so seven. I mean, okay, so episode three, the twins. Oh, we're gonna jump around now. Sorry, I meant I read my rating. Okay. Give <laughs> it a seven. Oh my god. Dude, I liked this I guess show. It's not that bad. I liked this show. Okay, like I think this is where we're, we're All gonna. Right, let's talk about number three. Let's talk about episode three. Okay, so the twins. Um. Do you want to? I will say one thing. Mm-hmm. It was so cool to see that ship at the very beginning. See, the ship like, looks that's cool. That's the kind of stuff that I wanted. Is I wanted I wanted things to be sort of like built off lore. And so like seeing that cool ship, I was like, oh, we'd never see this in a movie. That is like cool and original and like really neat. So the ship was actually my... just was so weird. This The ship was like one no, of my... Oh, you didn't like the ship? I, well, I just didn't like that it's like, oh, look, it's more Death Star tech. <laughs> It's just like, come on, please, dear God, let it I've die. never had an issue with the Death Star tech. I I like the Death Star tech. I, I might be the only person who's like, give me more. No, I like, cool. I think like, that's I think the hottest tech they had at that time, dude. That's the iPhone 13. So, no, guys. Parker, they, I did no some dig- I did some go. digging. This episode is supposed to take place after Rise of Skywalker. That's where I was like, oh, come on. <laughs> What is the name of that ship in Return or uh, Last Jedi? In Last Jedi, or do you mean in? Yeah, the Dreadnought. It's like Dreadnought Tech. Yeah. Okay. Fair point. Fair point. I don't know. I... Which is just, which is literally just Death Star. Tech. Essentially, what I like synthesized this episode down to was almost like a very quick, almost rehashed and kind of turned around telling of what I would have wanted the core story of the sequel trilogy to be in a way like just once again it's like these i can see that and um and i I do love the story i do like the core of the story and i love how they viewed the kyra crystal this power i thought allison brie was overacting her fucking ass off as the sister and I think that once again goes to like an anime sentimentality. Like I think that's like yeah. I was literally about to say I I could not tell it apart from a lot of the other voice acting. Like it's so wild to me. It's so I mean weird. this episode that was Allison Brie and, and, and not Neil weird Patrick with Harris. the negative connotation. Yeah, I know. Is is this dubbed? Was it originally in? No, you can listen to it in Japanese or English. 
Okay. I, I had somebody in the group chat say uh, dub over, or sub over dub, and I was like, I don't know what you're talking about. I had to look it up. Yeah. And it was after I've already watched them all, so I'm like, I'm not going, I'm not going back. Um, but yeah, okay, so do you have anything else to add on this one? It was kind of cool. I, but man, when he got that lightsaber out and it was like rainbow lightsaber and he was cutting. Dude, I don't understand. I don't I understand like, how they bre- breathe, how they were breathing in space, but then her robot. And they were breathing in space. But then the robot Dude, came uh, out with a helmet. <laughs> Dude, it, there were things that. It, just two out of five. I gave it a forty. I didn't enjoy it that much. I think it, I, th- I have it down as a seven, but I think in retrospect, this one's more of a six for me. Oh, dude, just wait. You're gonna, but I respect it. You're going to, okay. Four. Dude, if you get four or five out of five, I'm going to f- lose my mind. Well, get ready to lose your mind. <laughs> no way. This is a cool episode. This episode is the one thing that had, episode four. Uh, the Village Bride. Oh, which, we're not talking, yeah, I haven't, have we said the titles of each episode? Okay. All right, The Village Bride. I enjoyed, so you know it's going to be above a 50 for me, a 2.5. Uh, it was a cool story, and it, and it reminded me of thing anime that I've like seen in passing. And this is something that you mentioned when we had kind of briefly discussed this over the past two weeks. Um, I like the world building in this one, and I really love it when the force is tied to nature and like feeling nature and stuff like that. So I really enjoyed that and felt that that was Star Wars. Uh, but I wish it was longer. Yeah. Like, I, I wanted this to be a little bit longer. So, like, it left me wanting more and not in, like, a good way. Yeah. And I'm, uh, I think that's one of my notes, too, is I wish this is, like, one of um, two episodes in particular. No, actually three. Um, where it, it opens up this story in a way where it's like, I want to see more of this. And I think this this one, there are two other episodes. Well, one of them maybe a little less. But this one and another one in particular, I feel like they, in their visuals and in everything, they do they do not do anything totally, like, really stretching what we have accepted as Star Wars to where this episode could easily be used in a canon, right, in right, a canon right, right. aspect. Yeah. So, like, this one and episode one, and then we'll, you know, talk about it later with the uh, the last couple episodes. I would love to see, you know, in canon, right? Like, I would love to read a comic about Ronin or, like, Dude, learn yeah. about this village that is so in touch with with this planet. Yeah. Um, that's the stuff that I, I really, really like. And it makes me sad that it's not canon. Yeah. And that I can't, like... I- you know what I mean? So I think it's more of like a sadness and not like an anger yeah. as I kind of put it. And I like, I like in this episode when the uh, – I think her name is F. The Jedi's name is just F. Um, how minimally – like the minimalness of her fighting when she takes down that gang leader or whatnot. I like that a lot. I just – I think – I also like that she had a yellow lightsaber. I like more yellow lightsabers. I think that's just a cool thing. Oh, yeah. I love yellow lightsabers. Um, but yeah, I mean, I don't, the only complaint of this is that it is too short. I don't have anything else. I really loved it. I think pure, I think this one, I think this one might honestly be my favorite out of the batch. Did I say number one was my favorite? I think you did. Yes. I changed my answer. It's definitely not this one. This one is cool and I dig it and I would, I want more. Like I want to know more about these people. Uh, I gave it a three out of five. Only a three. I enjoyed out of five? it. I didn't think it was that good. One was good. One I think was the best made of all of them. Uh, yeah, I'm giving it a three out of five. Well, you know what I gave it. I did not rate this show highly, dude. A perfect score. I oh man, dude. I gave. I can do I it. Gave I can't two do episodes it. a perfect score. Two episodes of perfect score? You didn't even give Midnight Mass a perfect score. Because I'm, it's a different scale. You're, I'm rating. I mean, you 
aren't going to give Midnight Mass a perfect score. Stay tuned for part three to watch. There's different intent. <laughs> I don't know. Okay. I feel like we, yeah, yeah, I think we have different intent I when think... we rate things like well, this. Well, also, it's uh, because... Episode five. Yeah. The Ninth Jedi. <laughs> <laughs> this one was wicked cool. Uh, I liked this one a lot. This felt like Star Wars, and it did stuff that I think would be so cool to see in canon. The lightsabers that change color based on your intent that your intent. was so cool that's a very cool concept and i loved i think when i was looking into this one this one's supposed to take place like way in the future past like rise of skywalker when you can just right, imagine right, right. whatever the hell happened you know that kind of context right um which i love yeah i i, do, I just love anything that is like hey we're not going to be bound by the same like hundred years of history like, I love what we've yeah. gotten out of Star Wars, but I love, like, let's branch. Let's go out. Yeah, absolutely. And, like, this also, it has similar beats to, like, Rogue One, where it's this father-daughter relationship, and he's like, run. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I, I really enjoyed this. It felt like Star Wars. I think up to this point, this was the one that most felt like Star Wars to me. There's one episode that really takes the cake. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. I know exactly which one but you're talking this, about. But th- this was good. Yeah, absolutely. I gave it a 3.5 out of 5. I gave this one a 10 out of 10 as well. <laughs> I I can I can completely respect I that. loved the action uh, in this and how, like, it was very – it was brutal. You still felt the force behind what was going on in this action. Um, I definitely liked that. I mean, there's not a lot more to add still. Like, these are shorts. There's only so much you can talk. But this was easily – Probably my second favorite. Um, this one is probably my third favorite, but it's good. Yeah. All right. On to episode six, T zero B one. Uh, this was the other one that just Dude. did not do it for me. I really zoned out. This was another short one. I think it was only like twelve minutes. I think I zoned out for the first eight. It's very I'm clearly literally. Mega Man influenced. Um. I was about to say that. I'm happy that you mentioned that. It was very strange. It was very strange because I, I, I was like, I was like, did this old Jedi like his Padawan die and he like kept some of his body? I don't know what was going on. The fight at the end was kind of cool still, but this one was definitely just this one was definitely more aimed at kids, and that's fine. I saw a review for this episode on IMDb where it's like, since when is Star Wars for kids? And I'm like, dude, I got some news for you, man. Yeah, no joke. <laughs> Yeah, I, I actually, that is what, something I was thinking while I was watching it, where I was like, yeah, this is like a fun kid story. Like, I'm sure my <clears throat> my younger siblings would really like this. Yeah, exactly. And so it was straight down the middle of the line for me. I gave it a 2.5. Yeah, I rated this one just slightly above Tatooine Rhapsody. I gave it a 6 out of 10. Okay. Word. And it's just because I yeah. liked, I liked uh, the Tatooine fight. Tatooine Rhapsody is way down there. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I think I was just more forgiving because there's a lot when it comes to anime that I don't know. So there's a lot of context and background that I think goes into this that is also like just a factor that we can't take in. So that's why there's a certain amount of forgiveness in my ratings. Um, moving on to episode seven. Let's move on the to Elder. my favorite episode. Oh, this episode is this fantastic. was so cool. I, it, I mean, like, it felt like I was reading a comic. So the, you mentioned this to me. It's supposed to take place, like, before Phantom Menace, right? Yes, this one does. And so, I mean, like, it felt like I read, uh, oh, God, what was it? The book that takes place in the High Republic that sort of sparked this whole Star Wars movement. Something light. Light of the Jedi. Oh, yeah. So I read Light of the Jedi. And... This feels like it fits perfectly within canon. Like, this could be... Like, it just felt like a genuine, like, oh, I'm reading a comic book about these two guys. You know what I mean? Yeah, so... So I absolutely loved it. My two big points I have on this. A, the Master, the Jedi Master, that's just totally Qui-Gon Jinn in my mind. I was watching it, and I'm like, that's just Qui-Gon Jinn. That's who I... That, it just, that's, who it, that's who it was in my head. Um... It's like some weird alternate universe Qui-Gon Jinn Obi-Wan story, you know? Like, um, Yeah, and it felt like that. And then the character of the Elder was honestly kind of frightening. Like, in his appearance Dude. and everything, he was scary. 
right. The way it was edited was kind of scary. Like, there were some quick cuts where it'd, like, zoom in on his eyes really fast. That were really frightening. Yeah. And I liked that a lot. I, I thought that was really cool. I also just liked the way it shows their different fighting styles and how... Yeah, 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 yeah. The Jedi was mostly always on the defense, and he was taking advantage of his opponent, where the Elder... And I think within context of the story, you, you get the idea that he was a Sith, and he was basically just like, nah, I don't like what you guys are doing just in your like i guess their plans and what they wanted to gain and he's just like nah but he's still just this evil dude <laughs> yeah um this had some of the most jedi conversations uh between the padawan and the master i absolutely loved the conversation about how you know he didn't lose to the jedi master he lost to time and that's why the Jedi Master could take him. I thought that was such great writing. Um, I, I'm like retroactively rating this higher than I rated the first episode. This is going to be a 4.5. Yeah. This was pure Star Wars. There's no I gave this. I gave this one a 9 out of 10 as well, uh, 4.5. And the only reason it was not more or less a perfect score is like I found the voice acting for the Padawan a little weird. Like I don't sometimes the way he would say things i'm like what but it was that might have just been me right right right. i think it makes sense but i like this one a lot um all right on to episode eight lop and ocho so we haven't talked about this one i've got this is the one i fell asleep you did i loved this one so i couldn't get into it i passed out i woke up and I was like amazed by the shots that I was seeing. Did you, you did you wake up during the fighting purely at the end? based purely based on the fight at the end? I'm giving it a three out of five. I could not tell you a single dude, thing about the story. It, but I would tell those visuals, dude. I think it's if oh you can accept God. that this one main character is just this new alien species that's like part rabbit or whatnot. This I had no I had no issue with yeah. that. We have frog people, we have ant people, we can have rabbit people. This story, this one is the most prime to be like its own insulated story. It is so it is about like the Empire taking control after episode three, and it's basically she gets taken in by this like family in power, essentially one of the families in power, because the it's what shows them when they're kids, and the little girl like tries to befriend her and the dad's like kind of against it at first but then it takes her in and then it cuts to seven years later and the dad is like no the empire is ruining our ecosystem and ruining our planet but the daughter's like no i'm gonna be the successor now you need to listen to me we need to work with them it's for the best and the daughter ends up betraying the dad and it's just like the sister's like no i see the good in you and the other sister the original like blood sister she like basically becomes like a proto inquisitor is what it looks like and that's the fight oh, yeah. you saw and it was just it's very beautiful and i really loved it and i gave this one i also gave this one a 9 out of 10 uh i gave yeah oh, i already said i gave this one a 3 out of 5 you know it, maybe upon rewatch i'll i'll be more lenient on it i think you would like this one if you did rewatch it cuz this one felt the most complete and it didn't feel entirely rushed due to the time it was one of the longer ones um and it's like this one the village bride and the ninth jedi i think are three that they could take and truly adapt into canon um and then finally the last episode akakiri this one i have it's a very weird like for the majority of it i was just like okay the animation style was very weird the animation style was very interesting like um the wide shots I loved because they were all like just these paintings essentially and I thought they were gorgeous but a lot of the facial animations and stuff I was kind of iffy on and I also felt tonally at times there was a lot this one had a lot of weirdly forced humor that went against what was clearly the main goal of what they were trying to do um right it had like a pretty Dude, the ending's dark, and I really like the ending. Yeah. This is another one that, and this is, I think, the biggest one out of all of them where I'm like, they should have made this one longer. Because I love the oh, ending. Absolutely. I love the ending. It it feels, Me too. it oddly feels earned, even though I was mainly disinterested up until the end. Yeah, I, I, I agree with that, actually, a lot. Um, 
I enjoyed it. I, I don't really have an issue with the animation with any of them, uh, except for maybe like three. I didn't really like the animation on that one. Um, but uh, what did you rate this? Um, up until the ending, this was going to be kind of middle of the line, and then I just loved the ending, so I ended up giving it like a 7 out of 10. Yeah, I wow, we actually agreed. I gave it a 3.5. Because the ending was just so well done. It's a story that I... Yeah. It, it somehow almost does what episode three does better in like five minutes. It's <laughs> a good point. Um, yeah. So I mean, overall, I like this as an exercise. There are a lot. There are like the couple that I listed. Like obviously the duel is good, but I do like kind of like the duel and the elder as like these one shots. And like you said, maybe going to comics with them. I think that's a good avenue. Yeah, yeah. Um, but when it comes to like the village bride, the ninth Jedi, and Lop and Ocho. I really, really liked those as, like, actual stories that they could maybe expand on and really bring into canon in an aspect. Like, um, I don't know. Like, even in, like, a Mandalorian-esque aspect, like, he could show up in a world, like, on Lapinocho or the Village Bride. Like, he could appear there, and they could use that, and they could expand. Um, but overall, I did enjoy this show. It was just a very yeah, it's a very think, unique thing that they did and i'm glad they did it yeah me too I, all in all i'm glad they did it um so i gave the show as a whole a three out of five and then i averaged all my scores and they came out to be a three out of five so i i'm giving the show a three out of five i enjoyed it as a whole i wish they would do cool stuff like this within canon um hopefully down the line maybe we will get to see cool creative endeavors like this uh within you know the star wars that we know even if it's thousands of years before the uh main saga or a thousand years after i mean but i enjoyed yeah it. i enjoyed it too i sounded really jaded at the beginning you, but i do i did like it yeah i think i would end up giving the show as a whole a 7.5 like so okay word like just a little bit higher than you like that it has really good highs but there's also some issues and like i said i'm a little bit more forgiving end of it on episode to episode right 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 within the story and like you you were just talking about like even if it's a thousand years before i mean i think it's inevitable that we are going to get shows in the high republic they're not just going to keep that in books and comics they may have said that at the beginning but i think it's inevitable that we go that route yeah, that we'll get a cartoon or something. Absolutely. I mean, we have, which I'm excited yeah. for. And there's that show, The Acolyte, which I think takes place more so immediately after The High Republic, if I'm remembering the byline yeah. of it. I think so. Which we'll get into that uh, on another episode. But that about does it for part two. Um, uh, the third part, which these will all drop at the same time, uh, We'll go over Midnight Mass. So when you're done with this, go check that one out.